Hi everyone, it's Sam, NFT Statistics with your Proof Daily NFT Countdown. Gonna talk about the Starbucks NFT, about this Gitcoin situation, which keeps getting weirder and weirder, a whole bunch of cool art sales, a little bit about the weak, uh, the weakness in the crypto complex. Let's get right into it. Starting with a market overview, volume is down a small bit, almost all the volume with Blur, more than 75% of it. In terms of unique buyers, they were down a fair bit relative to where we've been over the past week. Now, I think when you get these sharp moves lower, like we did on the back of the week ETH price, you do see a lot of volume that happens in the Blur ecosystem as a lot of the airdrop farmers get hit, their bids get hit, you see a little bit of recycling. So I think that's why volumes still were a bit elevated yesterday, despite fewer buyers. In terms of prices, the large cap index was down 2.5%. We're basically at a 2023 low right now in ETH terms. Of course, uh, prices were down a lot more in US dollar terms. So the index down 10.6% in the past day in US dollar terms, down nearly 14% since Tuesday. Now, one of the things we talked about earlier is that when ETH is down a lot or up a lot, NFTs tend to perform poorly. You can see here, you know, when there's a 10 to a 10 to 30 or more percent move over the course of one week, that's when NFTs do really poorly. You know, we had something like a 10% move over just the past day or two. So clearly this is a bad environment for NFTs. On the other side, you also see that when NFTs go up a lot, you know, more than 15% NFTs do poorly as well. What you really want is a stable ETH environment for NFTs to do well, which we don't have. So that's a bit of, of why I think we saw that weakness in prices. In terms of where in ETH terms things were as far as different components yesterday, Moonbirds up 8%, uh, Coda down 9%. Again, Codas were up a lot a little earlier. Now they're down. Midcaps also had a fair bit of weakness back towards 2023 lows. In US dollar terms, the midcap index was actually down 15%. So a huge move lower for that index in US dollar terms. Quirkies were up. Onchain Monkey has had a huge couple of days. Of course, you know, when things turn, the one that's up the most tends to go down more. So Onchain Monkey down 10%. In terms of specific projects in the R world that had volume, there was a big ringer sale. I'll show you that in a second. A big archetype, a few chromy squiggles. Podgans, Bitegans from Pinder Van Armen also near the top of the list. Just looking at these two R block sales, the first is this, uh, this ringer sold for 45 weath. It was a seller who's owned this for more than a year who just took a bid. Now this is the floor price. The floor is currently 45 ETH uh, for ringers, but that red dot would normally make this an above floor NFT. You know, there hasn't been a red dot sale at this, at this price for two years. So this was really a pretty low price, uh, I think for what's a pretty nice NFT. Also this archetype sold around 13, 14 ETH versus a 17 ETH floor. So in both cases, you saw the sellers take bids that were pretty low relative to where they've been in order to get some liquidity here. One quick mint to talk about, and I'll make this quick. GQ apparently did a mint yesterday. They tried to sell NFTs at 0.1957 ETH. They ended up only selling about 1,000 when they intended to sell 1,600. They did it again, 0.1957. You can see that that was where the initial trades were, but slowly over time, the trades went lower and lower. It was slightly below, I think the floor right now is slightly below 0.1. So certainly a corporate NFT here that really did not really capture the attention that it had hoped to. Here's a bit of the art. I'm not gonna go too deep into this project. Instead, we are gonna talk about Starbucks, which is a corporate that had an NFT drop that went really, really well. So let's get right into it. Starting, this is a headline from Decrypt. Starbucks serves up its first premium public NFT at $100 a pop. This is what the NFT looked like. Again, this is the siren, kind of their logo and a big piece of their branding. They sold 2,000 of them and they sold out in under 20 minutes at $100 each. Uh, the current floor price, as of while I'm recording this, is $388. Uh, so it's up almost 4x 
and the floor even got up to $500, but a really successful price performance for this NFT, which is always very, very cool to see. This is the Nifty Gateway volumes. You can see there was $310,000 of volume for this NFT versus the first non-Starbucks uh, NFT was the Sanjay Monkey at 5,000. So really all the volume in Nifty Gateway in the Starbucks project, you know, a second NFT that launched a while ago uh, was the second performer in terms of volume. There was a little bit of hair around the launch, a few people saying uh, that the site crashed and couldn't handle all the volume when it did go up. Maybe that's why it took 20 minutes instead of a lot shorter. I wanted to dig a little bit into the Starbucks NFT ecosystem. As we know, they've already dropped four NFTs, the original NFT and then other ones that you could get through rewards. Uh, and one of them here, uh, the Holiday Cheer has a floor price right now of $1,700. It said sales at $1,300, $1,400. So we're really seeing serious movement in this. It says there are 5,000 editions. They only sold out 600 of them. So the edition size and market cap can be a little bit off, but there is uh, real prices, real volume happening with these NFTs in this ecosystem, which is really cool to see. In terms of what this NFT gets you, Starbucks says it gets you immersive coffee experiences that customers cannot get anywhere else. In terms of examples, they said virtual classes, access to merchandise, perhaps even a trip to a Starbucks coffee grower. So lots of interesting stuff. Apparently it doesn't get you free coffee. So the NFT does not help you with that from what I understand. But uh, anyways, nice to see an example of a corporate that's actually doing this in a way that really seems to be working quite well. Third story to talk about, the crazy Gitcoin situation continues. We talked about this yesterday. Here's the NFT. It's a project that Vitalik had his name on in some way signed a couple of the NFTs you know, related to raising money for a way to, to donate money charitably and raise attention to it. But what ended up happening was it just completely popped off in the very beginning. Uh, as we talked about yesterday, went from a 0.05 ETH mint to 0.75 really, really quickly. Machi Big Brother was doing a lot of airdrop farming. And around where that circle is, he got stuffed with a bunch, ended up with 600 of them. And in response to that, in response to him getting stuffed with so many, uh, the market really sold, sold off down to 0.2. He just bought more and more uh, over time. And then yesterday night, a very weird thing happened. You know, he was already long 2,000 of these NFTs, and he put in a bid wall at 0.4 ETH, basically you know, indicating he would buy the entire collection, anybody who wanted to sell to him. So at, you know, all night for the past 12 hours, you just had a bunch more where Machi was accumulating more and more at 0.4 ETH. Now you can see here, when I say he put in this bid wall, what you see is that number there, 10,326 at 0.4 ETH. That's more than the entire collection. There are only about 9,000 in the entire collection. That's the wall he had up yesterday. When did I, what ended up happening was his position just grew bigger and bigger. He now has around 3,000 NFTs in this collection, which is about one third of them. He has bought mainly, but there have also been times where he has sold as well. This red line is his PL on that left axis. You can see it's already down about 80 ETH just in this project, but he still owns you know 2,500 to 3,000 of them at a price around 0.5. Uh, versus the 0.3 floor right now. So it'd be very interesting to see, you know, does he just completely hold on to these and decide not to sell? The minute he sells, you could see panic in the market. You know, we saw that a little bit with Bored Apes. People ask me like, what is going on here? I think he just got stuck long. A lot of airdrop farming, the way it works is you want to put in big bids, a lot of ETH as close to the price as possible. And sometimes you just get hit. And normally when you get hit and people, and you get filled with a lot of NFTs, you know, people just want to flip them onto someone else. When that happened to him, you know, the market went lower and lower, you know, so I think he said, okay, I'm not going to list these at all. I'm going to try to allow the market to go higher and higher, sell them later, you know, and then when that wasn't happening, he just decided to keep buying, put that bid in. Who knows? Either way, 
He's long a lot. You know, I've showed this chart before. This is Machi's PL since the season began when he's been doing a lot of airdrop farming. And you can see he's already down 2,300 ETH in realized gains. But in unrealized gains, there's a lot more. So I think there have been a couple situations where he's just getting stuck long a lot of NFTs. The market kind of doesn't know what to do with it. He ends up losing a fair bit of ETH. I think it's one of the weirder dyna dynamics right now is people are taking, you know, and I looked at a lot of airdrop farmers and a lot of them are down a fair bit of ETH using the strategy because you end up getting hit with NFTs you don't want to own and have to turn around and sell them. You have to pay a lot of royalties, a lot of gas fees, you know, so it'll be interesting to see, does the blur compensate people for all the ETH they're losing through the strategy? In most cases, a couple guys are up or flat, but the vast majority are down, but nobody down this much. Most people down, you know, 50 to 200, something like that ETH whereas Machi is down 2,300 already in realized gains. Fourth thing to talk about, a little bit more upbeat, a little bit more exciting. Let's talk about a couple notable sales. The first is this piece called Six Dots by Omente Jovem for 17 ETH. Omente Jovem is a Brazil-based artist who's had a lot of success. We've talked about Omente Jovem before. This piece, and I think this is a cool concept, Fruit of Minimalism was offered to anyone who bid on the previous piece, but didn't get it. And it was offered at 1.7 ETH, so one-tenth the price of the selling price. So we'll see if people end up buying that so far, only one or two have, but that'll be interesting. Another cool piece of work here. Omente Jovem has had some huge sales before, uh, a bit higher than the 17th ETH, 17 ETH sale. You've seen sales at 33 ETH, you know, in the mid to upper 20s. So, you know, clearly a very accomplished artist. This was a little bit at the low end of the range for the artist, but nothing to scoff at 17 ETH on an AOTM sale. Next sale to talk about, Jeremy Booth for 12.1 ETH. So this piece, Luck of Pursuit, as we know, Jeremy Booth is the artist behind the Boots Open Edition, which has had huge success. But this was the biggest, by far, the biggest one of one sale for Jeremy Booth. If you look at prior sales, you can see a couple in the fours, one at eight ETH. You know, a bunch of this really kind of Western feel, uh, but the, the art style that Jeremy uses, he also brings to sailboats, to city scenes, different types of stuff. So cool artist, really cool to see uh, a sale 50% higher than the previous all-time high for one of one for Jeremy. This piece, Autodidact, Autodidact, not sure how to pronounce it, by Batstu, 10 ETH. We've talked about Batstu before. This collection is called the Nine Series with a bunch of pieces that look reasonably similar. But you can see here, you know, this piece was, this was the highest sale that he has had for this collection. The second highest was at 9 ETH. So congrats to Batstu on that. He's also the artist of the Pepidenza. If you want some of Batstu's art at a cheaper price, check out Pepidenza Editions. Kind of a cool mixture of styles that Batstu has. And then the last one to talk about is this piece called Artwork by Beverly Kills NFT, which sold for 3.7 ETH. The artist's uh, comment on this piece, I intended to comment on the emergence of NFTs and its mixed reactions. By displaying a no signal message on the screen, I wanted to convey a sense of disconnection and fear towards the new modern age of art. You can see that in this image, just this no signal within that frame. This is the one artist I'm talking about today who I haven't spoken about before. All the other artists have had big sales recently, but with Beverly Hills, this is a new, uh, a new artist for me. The commentary on the artist page is art should comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. The artist is based in the UK, I believe in London. I thought these pieces were quite interesting, quite jarring. Um, the, the, the one on the left sold yesterday, two days ago, actually for four E. So a 3.70 sale today, a four E sale yesterday. These are called make art, not war. These are basically rifles, guns with crayons in the magazines. If you zoom in, you can see these crayons. I just think, you know, for me, this hit pretty hard because my kids are in kindergarten, just had their school shut down while they were there because of a shooting threat. So this is something that we're thinking about a lot. And I think of, 
kind of thinking the kids should be playing with crayons right now and not worried about about school shootings and stuff like that. So pretty emotional for piece for me that kind of hit pretty hard. I imagine it hits a lot of people in different ways, but really interesting to see the progress this artist is having. A lot of cool pieces if you check out the page. That's all for now. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please do like the show below if you like it. Please subscribe to our channel. That really helps. Comment, tell us what we can do better, what you like. And also, we'll, we'll be gone for a couple of days, but we'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. We'll see you soon.